I remember things mostly in pieces. <laughs> like back when I was knee high on a grasshopper. I never need no one to remind me of things I'd done as a kid. My mom tried. She really did. But I can't imagine what it was like to look into the eyes of the results of the worst day of your life over and over again. I used to be angrier than a rattlesnake in a snowstorm, but there ain't much reason to be angry. Problem with hating folks is they either don't know or they don't care. The dead ain't got much to care about. Things was tough after Ma died. The sickness came on quick and Uncle Diabetes told me the spirit waits on the whims of no man. No, sir. She does not wait. She takes what's hers and continues her mysterious ways. There's one thing you can take away from this whole mess I've been in. It's this. The world don't give no thought to what you want. So if you need something, you gotta take it. I ain't always right, but it's true. After Ma passed, I was left alone on the streets of Hanover. Oh, well, y'all don't rightly know about Hanover. It's a trading city of northern deadlands. Plenty of room to find all sorts of trouble up there. Must have been nine or nine or so years old. All of my lonesome after Ma died. Folks weren't too kind to me when Ma was alive. And some got downright nasty once she passed. I met Orville trying my hand at a little thieving so I wouldn't starve. He was a young man, uh, maybe 20 at the time. Ran a gang of misfits, and he's the first human to really be nice to me besides Ma. And neither were that nice if I'm shooting straight. One day, I stole a few apples from the fruit stand. Started tearing off like a pronghorn in heat. The owner screaming and hollering after me. Got the law to come stop me. That's when the real chase began. Me pumping my little legs as fast as they'd carry me. And a bunch of guards hot in my tail. I turned corners as fast as I could. Real desperate like to find a place to hide. And that 20 year old man Orville. From leaning against some barrels. Carving pieces off his apple with a knife. He dressed unassuming. Just in a cotton shirt and some jeans. He opened the barrel next to him and. Motion for me to get in. I don't know what else to do, so I obliged him. The guards questioned him briefly, but Orville stoically told him I'd just head off and turn to the next corner. The guards continued their chase for some time, but I assume they gave up eventually. Working with Orville started small, learning to distract while Others did the thieving, quick hit and runs, and then the spreading out so the guards would have to pick one target to follow. 
dead drops all over the city so we ain't never had to have no evidence on our person longer than we needed to. Life was pretty good for a while. But orcs scare when they're just a little pony like I was. Once I grew up some, they didn't treat me the same. I didn't mean to break Chucky's leg. We used to wrestle all the time. But Chucky wasn't ain't no match for me once uh <laughs> I hit eleven or twelve. I went to take him down and his leg just snapped like a twig. Only Orville seemed pleased by that result. He pulled me aside one day and told me he had some special jobs just for me. Mind you, we'd never done no breaking into folks' houses and the like. Weren't never like that. We did what we had to to get by. But he convinced me that rich folks ain't got no rights to none of their shit. They all lied and cheated and stole to get it, so it wasn't like I was going to be doing anything bad. Just even in the odds a bit. Mm, that sounded alright by me, so I agreed to do it. Boy, I tell you what, I'll never forget the first burglary I participated in. My friend Orville gave me these small orbs he'd commissioned to be made by someone. Some kind of magical devices, I don't know. They're real neat. Throw it on the ground and nothing could be heard in a 20-foot radius. Real good for breaking and entering. So when I approached the mansion of a real rich trader, I just smashed that little orb and broke the window. Unlocked it through the hole in the glass and let myself in. So many of the things in that house was made of precious metals rugs and animal skins I gathered up the guns and even the silverware and left them all by the window to gather up and then I run back to Orville when I was done but I said I'd go upstairs I knew I had plenty of effort for us to sell more than plenty but I always wanted to belong to something I wanted to make Orville right proud prove that I was the right man for the job trader's wife had some fine jewelry and I remember staring at them as they slept in their bed. I checked a few more rooms and, and went back downstairs. There the old man was, wasps of hair matted to his scalp, standing there in his nightshirt, holding a scattergun. Told me I was he was gonna wait for the law for the authorities and he wasn't gonna shoot. He was blocking my way down the stairs and he screwed up his face, examining mine. I knew he recognized me from somewhere. And he said, and I remember it to this day, he said, You're that orc fucking whore's bastard, aren't you? No, oh, I saw red. My temper got the best of me. I threw that orb at him and shattered it on his face. That scattergun went off into the floor. But no noise could be heard, and I rushed his ass. Boy, did I rush his ass like a bull with his balls tied up in a rope. We rolled down the stairs together, a flurry of limbs bouncing hard on each wooden step. But it wasn't until the wind forced itself from the old man I heard any of it. Now look, 
I ain't proud of this. I I can't do nothing but be honest with you now and hope you learn from it. My blood was created by the Great Spirit, and there's a reason she made me this way. I picked up his scattergun and I slammed it into his face. I smashed the butt end of his own gun into his nose and eyes over and over. The bone cracked and fractured under the pressure, blood missing and squirting everywhere. Somewhere in the back of my head, I knew he's dead, but I just kept on doing it. I must have been screaming something fierce, because when I stopped, I turned around and saw his wife at the top of the stairs, mouth agape. No noise came out, but I knew exactly what she was doing. So I ran. I stole a horse at the stables and never looked back to Hanover. Shit. I ain't been there since. Likely, he'd still want to hang me. <clears throat> Not that I can blame him for it. I knew a priest once. A good man. If not a bit odd, a bald feller who insisted on wearing black in the desert, <laughs> told me many stories out of the book of Ernie. Look here on my arm, got that there tattoo to remind me of lessons he taught me. I ain't no Ernie believer, but I thought I'd keep that symbol where I could see it. Well, he told me about this story about a priest who got lost in the desert. This feller was denied shelter and held by everyone he came across. And that was me. I sang exactly like that. Starving, blood-covered half-orteen, begging for help and having the door slammed into my face. I stole vegetables from gardens and forged what I could, but I wasn't too good at it. Ate mushrooms and made me shit my brains out. But I didn't give up. Could never give up. Uncle Diabetes said it was either my orc blood or the great desert spirit that kept me from dying out there in those hard days. And I think it was a little bit of both, if I'm shooting you straight. Diabetes had a cabin in the foothills of the mountains, near a shoe town called Two Rivers. I'd wandered quite a ways at that point. Killed that horse I stole and ate him, maybe a year prior. If I'd met Uncle D Diabetes before doing that, I would have dried some of the flesh out to preserve it but as it were I ate real good that day and the night after but whole damn thing had turned infested with bugs and such real quick I had nothing but a few pints of blood in my water skin to thrive off of every day after harvesting that horse was about survival I killed a few more folks trying to do a bit more thieving, but I could never bear the guilt of staying in those houses, so I moved on. Got me a rifle from one of them and figured I could probably do some hunting up in the mountains. I couldn't shoot for shit, and I didn't grab any extra ammo. I was just 
a comedy of fucking errors, I tell you what. So I found the cabin. I tried to grab a few carrots from the garden and skedaddle. The great spirit in the orc were constantly wrestling inside me. I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I couldn't just die. Something in me just won't say die. Not never. I'll do whatever I have to to get by. I'll kill every son of a bitch from here to the Imperium just to take another breath. One more breath. One more meal. One more step. One more heartbreak. A hand clapped itself on my shoulder. And when I turned around, I saw a grizzled old son of a bitch. Half orc dressed in animal skins. He had deep scars on his face. He later told me it was from a grizzly that got the drop on him. One of these tusks had broken off from what seemed to be the same fight. He carried a bone bow and these nasty broadhead arrows on him all the time. Had a few tomahawks and huge skinning knife with a bone handle. No one needed to give diabetes anything. And he didn't have to take nothing from no one. Sure, he defended himself from time to time. But he wasn't a speeding bullet like I was. He was a man without a home who made his own. The next few years were the most stable and happy I ever had. Diabetes was tough. And we didn't really express emotions much, but we had an understanding between us and, well, both of us being half-orcs, I think that was, that was kind of a comfort, felt like we belonged together and, well, after a while I started referring to him as my uncle and I do believe He's the only real kinfolk I've ever had. At least in the way that counts. He cared if I lived or died. And he taught me everything I I know. And that was right admirable of him. He taught me to track animals, which mushrooms wouldn't give me the shits, how to preserve game and tried to <laughs> help me control my anger. I learned to shoot straight, how to walk heel to toe so I wouldn't spook game, how to set up a blind, and how to talk to folks in the world. I was 17 or so when we went on a hunt for a grizzly. We'd seen getting too curious about our land. Seeing a bear once ain't really a concern. But as soon as she starts coming back over and over again, you gotta get rightly concerned. So we packed our gear and followed the trail. We should have seen the signs that something was wrong when we realized the tracks were deeper than they should have been. And there was a haze around the cave that I was living in. The crackling of energy tickled our noses. But we paid it no mind. We had our target. Things are always a bit funny near the Deadlands. Something about magic going wild or some bullshit of the like. So we built a bonfire 
most of the green branches at the mouth of the cave to smoke it out while we lay in wait to start shooting as it emerged. But that never happened. Instead, we waited for nearly an hour before there was a loud crack of thunder and I was screaming and punching as this great bear was right atop me. Great patches of hair were missing from its body and were replaced by scaly patches of flesh. I thought maybe it was sick when we first saw it. Later, I learned some animals are touched by magic in ways simple folks just don't understand. The claws ripped and teared at my chest and face as I desperately tried to fight back. That thing was so much stronger than me, and even when I let all my fury loose, my effort to free myself, I, I couldn't do it. He kept removing chunks of my skin with the, leather, with the leather in my coat, and blood was filling my eyes. Uncle Diabetes burned his knife up to the hilt in the neck of this creature, and it reared back and roared. He kept swinging his tomahawk violently as the bear threw him to the side with one, gr one great swipe of its paw. A crack of thunder and the bear was atop diabetes, clawing and biting. Each second seemed to take an eternity. I grabbed my own tomahawk from my belt and charged at it. I couldn't hear diabetes at first, at first when I charged. And then I heard him yelling for me to run. I tried to slam the head of my axe into the bear anyway, and it tossed me to the side like an apple core. I heard my ribs crack loudly as I landed, diabetes still screaming for me to run. I wiped the blood from my eyes and yelled as loud as I could, loose as many airs in this son of a bitch as I could. I wanted to make that bastard bear look like a big old porcupine. Each arrow buried itself to the feathers and another crack of thunder. And that damn bear was on me again. My vision was completely gone as I swung the bow trying to fight it off. Searing pain and more chunks of flesh. Roaring and diabetes screaming. I couldn't tell what blood belonged to who. Everyone was bleeding so much at that point. You would have figured the heavens opened up and started pouring the red liquid. Diabetes was smashing his tomahawk into the side of the bear, opening up deep wounds and distracting it enough for me to kick and pry myself out from under it. I was scrambling to pick up and knock arrows as Diabetes was dancing under massive paw swipes from this bear. It seemed unkillable. I would peppered it with at least a dozen arrows. He didn't slow or budge an inch. Just kept mindlessly attempting our murders. Diabetes was begging me to leave so I kept trying to fight. Some of my arrows were missing at this point on account of me having so much blood in my eyes. I'd find out later you can see part of my skull through the deep wounds. Just pissing vinegar in my veins. That's all that kept me standing. Diabetes' face when he looked over at me was pained. I could see the worry in his bloodshot eyes. They were pleading with me to leave. 
I couldn't hear his voice over the ringing in my head, but I knew exactly what he wanted. But I wouldn't do it, damn it. I already let too many folk die by my hand, and Diabetes knew it. So Diabetes dove at the bear and hugged it close, stabbing all the while with his knife. Long lines of blood pumped from the garish wounds on the bear, but the same was simultaneously happening to Diabetes. The only real friend I'd ever known, my kinfolk. I resolved to charge it and either win or die by my uncle's side. There was a loud crack of thunder, and then they both were gone. I searched till I passed out from exhaustion. Hell, I even killed the two cubs hiding in the cave. No, nothing quick and painless. No, sir. I tied a rope around them damn little cubs and strung them up from the tallest pine I could find. I'll never forget the sound them little bears made as I killed them. The great spirit and the orc are raging inside of me. I camped on that mountain for weeks, hoping for a sign of diabetes. But it became clear he wasn't going to come back. I tried to make, I tried to make the cabin a home for myself, but it never felt the same. So I went back to wandering. I was a dead man walking, a shell going through the motions of survival. But time makes wounds fester slower. Broken bones knit back together. And there was a lot of work in the Deadlands for a dangerous son of a bitch like me, a bastard in so many ways, but alive. And that's what kept me going every day, to stay alive. I ain't run from a fight since then. And I ain't, and I ain't left nothing dangerous alive long enough to come get me. If I was protecting your cattle and some rustlers decided they try and take them, <laughs> I'd send those sons of bitches to the spirit. They could take it up with their maker, because I ain't got no type of mercy for them. I made me a decent sum of gold doing, doing things of this sort before I started to take real lucrative jobs from the Imperium. Those small tooth scumbags made me question if it was the orc side that made me this way. And just a nasty bunch. But they paid well. Some of them weren't too bad to talk to. Much later, I learned they weren't all that way. But you could have easily fooled me back in the day. I spent so much damn time killing and forgetting that it didn't much matter who the hell I was to judge them. I'm a real son of a bitch too. Maybe we're all fighting to not be a son of a bitch. So I got busy living. Because the great desert spirit and the orc are raging inside of me.